Regan Yee has had a killer year, debuting in the 5,000 with a 50-36, taking the runner-up position in the National Steeplechase Championship, and running a time later in the summer in that event, a 9.37, as good enough to make her the third fastest Canadian in that event. All that coming on the heels of a mixed-up time for a group this past spring, and all the chaos that's associated with leaving collegiate sport. We talk about all those things, plus a whole lot more on this week's episode. You're definitely not going to want to miss it. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. You've had one heck of a year this year, um, you know, PBs all over the place, and we'll get to that in just a second, but, um, you know, it's been all over the news that uh, that BC is burning right now. Um, perhaps you, you can uh, you can shed some light. I mean, like, what's the smoke like there, and, and has it affected your training at all? Uh, yeah, so I got back from Europe, and everything was just dark and smoky it now but uh luckily for me i was on my um my break when i got back so i wasn't actually training through that smoke which is i started doing 30 minute jogs and even that like right away so yeah it's been it's been pretty bad but it's cleared up now oh okay so so it is clearing up a little bit perhaps you can uh you can shed some light as to where you are in relation to the fire like how how close are you i mean over here in ontario we're seeing like a little bit of a haze in the air which is significant because bc is a very very long ways away but you know like how how close are you guys to it i mean currently i'm back home um so that's up in northern bc uh in hazelton um and fires here are, are there was one burning as close as like uh maybe a hundred kilometers away all over the place i'm not so sure how close they are uh fairly close um but i haven't actually seen any flames all over the province Uh, i think they're they're starting to get a hold on them now yeah so you know normally i believe you guys train in langley and um, you train with with, uh, with Mark Bomba, who is is one of those guys where if you like pay super attention to the sport, you know who the guy is. Um, you know he's he's produced quite a few uh, names in, in quite a few in quite a short time. Perhaps uh, you know for some of the uninitiated, what would you say his his training style is like? You know what what does he really focus on in, in his training? Uh, yeah. Um... Baba is a lot about uh, consistency, so uh, working your way up to mileage, uh, nothing too big too soon. Um, so for my first two years, maybe I didn't even do, I didn't even touch double runs at all. Uh, it was just slowly getting up there, making sure I was staying injury-free, staying healthy. Um, and then now these last couple of years, I've been, yeah, slowly amping up my mileage, uh, getting my doubles in. Um, yeah, and he's he's just all about running. Like it's run the better, basically. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I mean, like there there's been, you know, there there's a lot of complications uh, at at the start of the summer. Uh, I guess back in the in the springtime, um, you know, with with him being let go and you know there being a lot of questions there because you know you, you take a look at, at the roster of of the athletes that he's producing and it kind of just speaks for itself. Um, how 
how has this sort of affected your training and you know has it affected the the mood and and the the team mentality there uh so for me i've i've graduated from trinity western now i'm no longer affiliated with uh the trinity western team uh so for me actually to have bomba separated from the school as well it actually worked out better because now he can focus on like the club stuff outside of trinity western um definitely it was pretty messy there for a while uh, at the beginning of the summer end of the school year um and i think for the people like lots of my teammates now who are staying at trinity it was a pretty rough transition, just the way that everything went down. It, it could have been handled a lot better, for sure. Um, but they've got new coaches in place uh, for, the, for the school year, and I know they've already been meeting for practices and stuff and getting to know the coaches. And uh, Bomba's been super welcoming and uh, made himself available to those coaches if they ever need um, or uh, uh, just to know about what, what uh, he's been doing with the program and what's been working for him. So yeah, overall, I think they're they're making it as as smooth a transition as possible now. Um, but yeah, the summer there was a lot of questions, a lot of uh, what was going to happen. So I think it was hard for those athletes who were going back to Trinity Western as I was already done with the school. So uh, it hasn't been so rough for me. Has has it changed your your training partners, like the the depth of your training partners and uh, and the facilities and that sort of stuff? Um, no, not necessarily. Like Trinity Western doesn't have any facilities, anyways, uh, for um, for track. Like we don't have our own track, so we are training at the high school track, anyways, which I'll continue to be doing. Training partners. Uh, my main training partner was Lindsay Carson. Legit. Uh, she's a, a environmental engineer. Be training with her under Bomba. Ingles, who I'm sure you've heard of, is going to be uh, back joining the the group in the fall. So that'll be great to have her. She's uh, a partner. Um, and Ashley Windsor, uh, who NCAA, she's back in Langley as well now. Uh, so I think our little group is shaping up to be pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, you, you know, you mentioned that, that you're done with school and, and we'll return to that uh, in, in just a little bit because you, you did have quite a bit of success as a collegiate. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. wondering what uh, what are the plans now? I mean, you know, you've come to that important part where you had a successful collegiate career. Now you you're you're done school. So you have to make that decision as to what you want to do next. So what are the plans? Um, well, yeah, as you mentioned, like I had a, a fairly successful collegiate career, pretty consistent as well. So I've been able to PB every year, times get faster. So I'm I'm just looking to continue with that for the next couple of years and see where that goes. Um, I I do want to take training seriously. So now that I'm done school, I'm not gonna not completely done school. I have my my BA done. But for my B.Ed., I have another eight-month practicum to do. Um, so the plan for this year is just to train and do some on-call work with the schools. Um, nothing permanent or uh, a big position or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, just continue on with that and see where the running can take me. And then I'll go back to school and finish my, my Bachelor of Education and have my uh, teaching degree. When I was talking to to Caitlin Ayers a little bit earlier this year, we had this discussion about, um, 
you know, a time. And in this case, it was it was going sub 410 in the 1500. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that she would have to take things a little more seriously if if she did that, you know, maybe cut back on, on some work hours and that sort of stuff. Was there a time for you? How did you come to that decision where you really want to give this a go and, and take things really seriously? Um, I mean, well, a couple of weeks ago, actually, that I sat down with my coach and, okay, like, what do you want to do next year? Like, make training a priority, then you have to, we just have to take it more seriously. You have to treat it like a job, sort of, even if you're only putting, like, three hours a day into it. Like, this summer, for example, I went off uh, and camped on the Oregon coast for a week, or uh, right now visiting my family, uh, just, like, on a little vacation, but he's, like, for the next year, like, if I'm going to be training, I have to treat it. Um, so I'm just going to be taking it a bit more seriously, and that's why I'm only doing uh, part-time work fall and the spring. And the on-call work with the schools would work perfectly because I can obviously pick and choose when I want to work and when it works for me um, and make running uh, the priority. You know, this uh, this summer we've alluded to it. it it's been... It's been a, a real eventful one for you, for sure, both on you know the PB side, but also also in the championship side as well too. Uh, perhaps a good place to start would be at the beginning of the of the spring summer season uh, when you took down a five thousand PB of yours uh, with a very very good time. You know, maybe talk talk a little bit about that race. And did you kind of expect that 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 was where you were at? Uh, yeah, it was actually my first time doing a a 5k on the track. Pretty nervous for it, actually not really sure what to expect because a lot of people have told me like, just be ready to hurt for like, um, and uh, sometimes mentally I'm like not good with, with, uh, but it was actually, it ended up being pretty fun. Um, I knew a lot of the girls who were in the field, uh, Rachel Cliff was in the field, and I just tried to stick onto her for as long as I could, and that worked for about 3K. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you still have two kilometers left in this race. Um, but there's lots of Canadians down there, so I had people cheering for me, which was nice. That always like, keeps you going. And when I crossed the finish line, it was a little bit slower than I was hoping for. Like, I really fell off pace in those last two kilometers. I had to give it another go next year. I think I can like work on my mental game a little bit and just and now that I know what to expect like going into this race um yeah I think I can run even faster next year well I I mean you you ran a 1536 uh which is you know that's pretty respectable what what really amazed me about that though is is how you said that you wanted to stick to to Rachel Cliff I know a lot of runners in your position who are who are just coming out of uh, university, just coming out of college, um, you know, they would look to someone like Rachel as you know, and be it would be quite intimidating because Rachel has you know I, I don't need to tell you she's she's had one heck of a career so far and and she's nowhere near done yet. You know, you obviously aren't intimidated by that, and you know you see her as a peer more than anything. Talk to me about where that comes from. Where where did that uh, self confidence come from? Um, well, I've actually been working on that a lot, and especially coming out of university now, like trying to tell myself, okay, I belong here. I belong with these girls. I belong, and 
I just have to believe in myself. And like the mental game is such a big part of, of track and field. So if you believe in yourself, results will. Uh, so, yeah, that's like one of the major things I've been working on uh, throughout this summer. It's just reminding myself that you've put in the work. Like you might not be at the, the very front of the race yet, but. And you'll get there. Now, from from there, you you ran that great time, and uh, then moving on to July, you, you ran at the at the Canadian Championships uh, in the steeple, and you ran a very very respectable race there, just behind uh, just behind Jen Lalonde, uh, coming second, I believe, in in the steeple. You, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you can shed some light on that. I mean, like again, you know, your your self confidence must have really been there if you were, you know, able to stick with her. And I mean, you were really challenging in that last lap too. Tell me what was going on in your head, you know, as you're as you're going into that. Uh, yeah, it's that the same the same kind of thing. Like I I belong here. Uh, I I put the training in. Uh, when I get on that start line, I just need to remind myself that I can do this. I can compete with her. Like you never know what's going to happen on race day. Um, so yeah, just a lot of like positive self-talk and reminding yourself of all the work you've put in and all the preparation you've done. Yeah. You, you never know what could happen. So you might as well give it your best effort. You might as well run with those girls and not, not count yourself out before you've even started. Every race is different and you're going to bring on, on race day. You know, you went to Europe this summer, and you know you ended up uh, slotting yourself the the third overall time uh, of Canadian women's steeplers, which is is pretty amazing. But like, what's even more amazing is all of the top three are still competing, and you know they're they're all still you know I would say heading into the prime of their careers. We're still seeing great stuff out out of, out of everybody. I think that we've we've really entered this this golden age of of women's steeple in, in Canada. You know, knowing Charlotte Prowse is behind you, knowing that there you know is countless other women behind you as as well too. I mean, like how do you do you bounce ideas off of I guess Jessica Furlands in the same province as you? You know, do you have much communication with with some of the other steeplers, and and what do you guys do for each other? I I haven't really had much communication. Um, but now that I'm out of university, uh, I, in Europe, actually, I spent a week with, with Jessica Furlan, stayed together, uh, in Leuven. Um, and Alicia Butterworth actually is, she's moved to, uh, UBC actually. She's doing her master's there, I believe. Uh, so we might be meeting up for a couple steeple workouts and stuff. So now that I'm out of university, I'm starting to have steeple chasers, which is really cool. It's it's amazing that right now the top three steeplechasers ever in Canada and beyond, like maybe probably the top, are all like right now. So I'm like that can only better. And um, yeah, I'm next year. I'm excited to see what the times are going to be like. I'm I'm Canadian record. Like we'll be pushing each other towards that. She still has one more race in the season. I'm excited to watch that. I think it's on Saturday or Sunday in, in Berlin. She's going to run a great time there, considering what she ran for her season opener a couple weeks ago in, in uh, Belgium. Like two years, I think. So, yeah, this weekend will be an interesting race to watch. Um, and, yeah, like I think I'm, I'm lucky. 
that I'm, I'm racing steeplechase right now and in, in this uh, with all these amazing girls because it, it pushes you and uh, I can learn from them and uh, I think I'm lucky. You know, everyone uh, kind of tackles the steeple training a little bit differently. Uh, what are, you know, like some steeple specific stuff that you guys do? Uh, if you've ever seen one of my steeple races, not exactly perfect. Uh, I we just learned to hurdle this year, which definitely shows. Uh, I can only hurdle off of one leg as well. Work on that for next year because there's a lot of, uh, in my races. Uh, the track that we train at doesn't have a, a water pit, uh, so that's kind of challenging to practice water barriers. Uh, we use a long jump pit, actually, so we, we drag this uh, steeple that I think the high school kids at the school made in their... Uh, uh, so we drag that over and put that in front of the sand pit and do a couple... Uh, but other than that, there's not much steeple-specific stuff, but... Uh, hurdles in my trunk so I'll be taking those out every once in a while and doing drills and stuff uh teach myself with my left foot as well as my right foot which I'm sure will be a big help for next season um but just a lot of running and not too much technique so I'll be working that into my program uh, this coming year fair enough fair enough so, I mean, like, you, you have a good 5,000 time, you have a great steeple time, um, you know, when you're in university, probably almost by necessity, you, you ran a lot of 1500s, ran a lot of 3000s as well. Where do you find yourself mo- most at home? You know, what what race is your, is your go-to at this point? Um, well, I've only done the one 5K, but I actually really enjoyed that race, even though it was painful, and I felt strong in it. And the steeplechase as well. Like, definitely the 15 this year was a huge struggle for me. It just felt so short and so fast. A lot of, like, the 3K, 5K, so it, it makes sense that the 15 would. Um, but, yeah, the 3K to 5K, that range right there is where I feel most at home. You know, speaking of, of your time uh, in in new sport, um, you know, that, that we mentioned before, you know, you came up in a really interesting time in the whole e-sport thing in that you got to face a lot of, you know, uh, national level performers as well as as international caliber people as well, too. I mean, uh, you look at Gabriella Stafford, uh, when you ran against her a couple years ago, she was already an Olympian. Uh, you ran against Sasha Gaulish, mm-hmm. who was, uh, you know, has made several international teams. Claire Sumner won, you know, the Canadian senior uh, women's cross country title last year. I mean, like, you, you got to think that that maybe you could have gotten yourself a few more titles if uh, if those ladies had been there. But, you know, what were some of the benefits that you were able to pull from, you know, racing against such elevated competition like that? Uh, it opens your eyes to what's possible. Um, Gabriella Stafford becoming an Olympian so young, it just, it raises the the bar it uh that okay like 
good is never good enough, you know? Like, you should always be pushing for something more. Like, you can be but you don't necessarily be satisfied with it. And uh, I think that's a good mentality to have for track and field. Uh, you always need to be pushing yourself and going beyond what you think are the limits. So, so having these girls who have broken those barriers and to see, okay, it is possible. And yes, I should be striving for something. Um, that's, that's definitely been huge for me in my training. You know, you uh, you mentioned that you're on a little bit of a break right now. However, we are going into, into cross-country season. Uh, is that something that you're looking forward to? Oh, I, no, thank goodness. I, <laughs> I am not going to have a, a cross-country season this year. Cross-country is the bane of my existence. I, I do not enjoy cross-country at all. I, I'm sure I'll, I'll hop into one or two races just because with the training to race at some point but they won't be anything competitive i'm actually going to be in china with my family during cross-country nationals so that works out perfectly but yeah i, I won't really have a cross season this year why no love for cross-country why 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 all this hate for cross-country uh, it's muddy and it's cold and which just can you can know what your times are you can you can tell what your pace is competitors all the time um it's just more consistent and it's uh, i don't know cross country is just it's not my thing that's fair enough that's fair enough so i mean the running running on the muddy pass is one thing but do you see yourself doing a lot more road races i mean bc has a ton of really great road races where you can face off against you know people of, of a similar caliber to you uh you know is is road racing something that you see yourself doing more of now that you're out of uh out of university uh yeah probably actually uh, i did one road race and maybe it was Two years ago, uh, the St. Patrick's Day um, 5K uh, around Stanley Park. It was so much fun. Atmosphere and, uh, yeah, good competition. Um, so more road races is because, like, I have such a busy competition schedule uh, as it is, like, with, with collegiate sport. But, yeah, now that I'm done that, it was a lot more open. So I'm sure I'll be hopping into more road races in the coming year. So I have to know because, you know, you said that, that you're focusing on, on your athletics. You've put that out there now. Um, I think anyone who is in that position has a good solid two-year, four-year, um, you know, maybe even six-year plan at this point. Um, perhaps you can, you can tell me about the milestones. What do you have your eyes on over these next couple of years? Um, well, I actually just like to take it year by year. Far ahead what could happen, especially with training. Um, but for next year, uh, I think, well, like most of us are looking at Doha, so the World Championships. Uh, they're like really late in the year, not until end of September, even into October, I think. But, yeah, I'll do a, an indoor season. Try and hit. Well, also the thing is, um, I'm not sure like what standards can maybe be for steeplechase or what the qualification uh process is going to look like that um i'm planning on having an indoor season and then trying to hit standard like earlier in the year and then have a good training block in the summer 
yeah, World Championships. It would be my first, like, real senior team. Yeah, I have, I have high hopes for next year. Given given your position right now and where you're at with your training and with your times and your projection as well, too, do you, uh, do you ever... I mean, like, what did you feel about, uh, you know, the, the Continental uh, or the, sorry, the, uh, the NACAC games in Toronto and, and their selection qualities and stuff? Did you, was that something that, that kind of turned you off that you were a little bit bothered by? Um, I fully understand what their, what their reasoning was behind only, like, Chase, um, like, uh, I feel like it's more of a developmental kind of team, you know, like it's not the world championships, it's not the Olympics. Reasoning behind only taking one steeplechaser when you have a, a couple of us who are who are very young and working our way up and would have loved the opportunity to compete on home soil at a, a championships like this. So that was, yeah, I just didn't really, um, the race, if I had been able to go, I would have had a, a one in four shot at making the podium. That's, a, that's pretty good odds. Um, too bad that they didn't give more Canadians a chance to medal for Canada, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, you know, I wouldn't focus too much on that. I mean, you've had this this great year where you ruled PBs from, I think, everything from, from the 800 to, you know, debuting in the, in the five on the track as well, too. And you know, it's there's so much positive that that you can take from your season, and I just have to say, uh, you know, a big congratulations. And I'm almost kind of glad that our interview didn't work out in the spring because we had a whole lot more to talk <laughs> about. Uh, you know, now after after one heck of a year. Uh, well, thank you. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guest this week, Regan as well as to track you for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so at The Terminal Mile. We're on Instagram and Twitter with that handle. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, tracky.ca. Big thanks to you for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. (laughs) 